bestbookbits.com presents You Were Born Rich by Bob Proctor, published in 1984 and weighing in at 209 pages. Everyone is born rich. Sometimes we are a little bit short of cash. You Were Born Rich gives you the complete proven system for using the potential you have loaded inside of you to achieve financial, emotional, physical, and spiritual prosperity. Drawing from 45 years in the area of thinking, reason, the will, memory, intuition, and imagination, Bob Proctor talks you through how to realize your inner millionaire. The written summary can be found on our website, bestbookbits.com. So without further ado, I bring you the book summary of You Were Born Rich. Introduction. The real winners in life are, more often than not, only 2 or 3% more effective than those who lose. Chapter 1, Me and Money. Those who know the truth learn to love it. Those who love the truth learn to live it. There can be no denial of the fact that money is important to any person living in a civilized society. Always remember, money is a servant. You are the master. You should always love people and use money rather than the reverse. Money must circulate. Money must circulate. Money is not meant to be taken out of circulation. Rather, it is meant to be used, enjoyed, and circulated. Money is not meant to be hoarded. One of the reasons the wealthy people have money is that they we will hereafter refer to as a prosperity consciousness. Therefore, it follows, if we wish to attract money to ourselves, we must begin to foster a prosperity consciousness as well. The best way to develop a prosperity consciousness is to start seeing yourself in your mind's eye, already in the possession of the amount of money that you desire. The reason this is so is that since the subconscious cannot distinguish between the actual possession of money and mere visualization. For when you succeed in convincing your subconscious mind that you are wealthy and that it feels good to be wealthy, your subconscious mind will automatically seek ways of making your imaginary feelings of wealth manifest themselves in material form. Worrying about money is always extremely counterproductive. If you really want to significantly increase the amount of money you are presently earning, you are saying and substantially more attentive to what the quiet voice that speaks within you is saying. You must strive to become much less susceptible to influences outside of yourself and much more inclined to trust the instincts and feelings that lie within you. Thinking is the highest function of which a human being is capable. Thinking is the highest function of which a human being is capable. Yet, unfortunately, very few people think. For mental awareness of prosperity always precedes wealth in the material world. Any idea, plan, or purpose may be planted in the subconscious mind by the repetition of thought empowered by faith and expectancy. You must begin to see money as an obedient, diligent servant that you can employ to earn more money and that you can use to provide services far beyond the service that you could ever physically provide. Understand that the wealth you are seeking is and always has been seeking you in return. Remember, it is an absolute law of your being that you must have something mentally before you will ever have it physically. You must have something mentally before you'll ever have it physically. You are living in simultaneously on three distinct planes of existence. Number one, the spiritual plane of thoughts, highest potential. Number two, the intellectual plane of ideas, 
middle potential. And number three, the physical plane of results, lowest potential. Be very aware that ideas such as the idea of financial success never form by themselves. The human personality must always enter into the process by thinking the thoughts which can then be used to build the idea. Start working from thoughts, spirit to idea, intellectual to thing, physical rather than working from thing, physical to thoughts, spirit to idea, intellectual. You must begin to understand that the present state of your bank account, your sales, your health, your social life, your position at work, etc. is nothing more than the physical manifestation of your previous thinking. If you sincerely wish to change or improve your results in the physical world, you must change your thoughts and you must change them immediately. Cease permitting your physical world to control your thinking. In Emerson's essay on self-reliance, he said, envy is ignorance. In other words, to look at another person's accomplishments or results and then envy them is truly unwise. Abraham Lincoln said, To believe in the things you can see and touch is no belief at all, but to believe in the unseen is a triumph and a blessing. Chapter 2. How much is enough? Most people think they want more money than they really do, and they'll settle for a lot less than they could get. Earl Nightingale. For you to get this prosperity concept into high gear, you must be specific. Exactly how much money do you want? Remember, you're working with your subconscious mind, and the subconscious does not think. It merely accepts images and then moves them into form. Understand that thinking by itself is not enough. You must move into action. You that you have great resources of talent and ability locked up within you, just waiting to be expressed. Earl Nightingale says, We tend to minimize the things we can do, the goals we can reach, and yet, for some equally strange reason, we think others can do things that we cannot. Keep in mind there are only two ways to earn money, people at work or money at work. How often do you pay yourself? That less than five people in every hundred ever pay themselves first. They pay themselves first. This is better known as the Babylonian law of financial success. A part of all you earn is yours to keep. Your financial independence account Pay yourself 10% of your income. The money goes into savings until such time as you have accumulated enough capital to make a wise investment. People fall into three distinct categories with respect to finances. Number one, deficit position, into debt. Number two, break even position, just getting by, but debt free. And number three, surplus position. For if a person is in a deficit financial position, it means they are in the habit of spending more money than they earn. Similarly, if they are in a break-even position, they are in the habit of spending everything they earn. Chapter 3. The Image Maker Understand that images are the mental pictures that are made from thoughts, and the magnificence of the mind lies in the fact that it can think. That is to say, it can tap into thought and create whatever image it chooses. Everything we do is preceded by an image. We think first in order to form an image, then we do the work. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Napoleon Hill Just build the image of prosperity on the screen of your mind and watch what happens. 
Remember though, regardless of how tough things get, you must continue to hold the picture of personal prosperity. There may be no heroic connotation to the word persistence, but the character is to the quality of man what carbon is to steel. Napoleon Hill Never let present results dictate the image in your mind. Rather hold the image of what you want and then act as if you already have it. Before you can do something, you first must be something. No amount of reading or memorizing will make you successful in life. It is the understanding and application of wise thought which counts. Understanding and application are the keys which will lock the door to a truly abundant life. An enthusiastic attitude will in turn cause your actions to change and you will start behaving differently. Moreover, not only will you begin to act differently yourself, but because of the new vibration you are in, you will begin to gravitate toward and to attract to you other like-minded people. As Dr. Robert Shuler said, tough times never last, but tough people do. Chapter 4, Let Go and Let God. Letting go and letting God. Relax and see yourself already in the possession of the good that you desire. Chapter 5, Expect an Abundance. The mind is a powerful magnet and as such, it attracts whatever corresponds to its ruling state. Expectation dictates what that ruling state will be and therefore governs what corresponds to the mind and is attracted into your life. Expectation can either be a blessing or a curse, but either way, it is certainly one of the most powerful unseen forces in your life. John Cannery You cannot have wealth in the material world until you have first visualized the wealth in your mind. Before any of us can even begin to overcome the poverty which surrounds us in our external world, we must first conquer the impoverishment that is buried deep within ourselves. All we need to do to improve our results is to plug a larger, more prosperous idea into the infinite current of life. Instead, most of us strangle our supply with energy, impoverished thought of doubt and fear, which entirely cut off the inflow of prosperity. Two determining factors for you to attain the results you want are number one, desire, and two, expectation. If your desire is not combined with the expectation that you receive what you desire, you will find yourself continually frustrated and disappointed whenever you begin working toward any kind of material goal. Desire without expectation is nothing more than wishful thinking. Desire without expectation is nothing more than wishful thinking. Desire is the effort of the unexpressed possibility within seeking expression through your action. Wallace D. Waddles. Your ideal dreams or goal, this wealth you wish to see materialize can only become a desire once it has been properly planted in the subconscious mind. Money must always be kept working or otherwise circulating, for if it's not, it will become as useless as old newspapers stashed away in the attic. The truth is not always in the appearance of things. Your desire is the motor power which will move you in the direction of your dream, and expectation is the attractive force that will move your dream into your direction. As you think, that is what you become. You must guard your mind constantly against doubt because it is a crippling vibration. There are three certain steps for achieving prosperity in all areas of your life. Number one, build the image in your mind. Number two, turn it over to spirit. 
Let go and let God. And number three, expect with your heart and soul that spiritual reward you openly for your faith. And chapter six, the law of vibration and attraction. Any idea that is held in the mind that is either feared or revered will begin at once to clothe itself in the most convenient and appropriate physical forms available. Andrew Carnegie. According to the law of vibration, we postulate that everything vibrates or moves. Nothing sits idle. Everything is in a constant state of motion, and therefore, there is no such thing as inertia or state of rest. From the most ethereal to the most gross form of matter, everything is in a constant state of vibration. Everything is manifested in all the varying degrees of vibration. The mind in itself and it's in its own place can make a hell out of heaven or heaven out of hell. John Milton. Everything is energy. Everything vibrates. Everything in the universe is connected to everything else in the universe. When you hold the image of the goal on your screen of your mind, in the present tense, you are vibrating in harmony, in resonance, with every particle of energy necessary for the manifestation of your image on the physical plane. By holding that image, those particles of energy are moving towards you, attraction, and you are moving towards them, because that is the law. All things are merely manifestations of energy or spirit. When the world comes to understand this great truth, we will be aware that all people are the same. They only appear to be different. The true dividing lines for mankind are not borders, color, or language, but simply ignorance and its polar opposite, understanding. Everything you are seeking is seeking you in return. All the processes of nature are successful. Nature knows no failures. Nature knows no failures. She never plans anything but success. She aims at results in every form and manner. To succeed in the best and the fullest sense of the term we must, with nature as our model, copy her methods. In her principles and laws, we shall discover all the secrets of success. Raymond Holywell. Everything in the universe is governed by a basic law, either create or disintegrate. Therefore, it follows that if something is not in the process of growing, it must, by the law of its being, be dying. Chapter 7, Risk Takers. You will never hear of, read about, or see anyone who achieves anything of greatness in his or her own life without first taking some kind of a risk. You must become a risk taker for you to develop the greatness you were born with. No genuine satisfaction in life can ever be attained by you or anyone else who simply refuses to take risks. For the life of anyone who chooses to live with extreme caution will never amount to anything more than a succession of dull, sporadic days continuing on without interruption. Failing does not make us a failure, and the only time we do become a failure is when we decide to stop trying anymore. Live your life as though it was impossible to fail. You must be able to see yourself with an inner eye, already in the possession of the good you desire. Write out your ambition in as much detail as possible and in the present tense. Do not write it out as something that you are planning to do. Rather, write it out as if it was something you are doing currently. In big, bold letters, write, I can, and then yell, say it, sing it, drill the idea that you are now going to do this thing into your subconscious mind. Chapter 8, 
the razor's edge. You were only one inch, one step, one idea away from turning onto the boulevard of beauty in your own life. It is virtually impossible to keep exposing your mind to great ideas without having those ideas expressed in your physical world. It is virtually impossible to keep exposing your mind to great ideas without having those ideas expressed in your physical world. Moreover, it is probably only one idea you need to make the difference in your life. Just getting out of bed one hour early in the morning could be the razor's edge difference which would permit you to realize your dreams. Chapter 9, Don't Think in Reverse Let us not look back in anger nor forward in fear, but around us in awareness. You can't get something until you are first willing to give something away. You only have to learn a little bit to receive so much. For a little bit of awareness does make a tremendous difference in results. Chapter 10, The Vacuum Law of Prosperity Vacuum Law of Prosperity, you must let go of the old before you will ever make room for the new. Never sell the articles which you no longer want, just give them away. I realize this advice might run contrary to the way in which you have been conditioned to live your life, but you must understand that in giving, you will also be receiving. We hold on to the ideas and old things because we lack faith in our ability to obtain new ideas and new things. It is absolutely essential that you let go of one idea before you can move yourself into action on the other. If you sincerely decide to receive something which is new, you must first make room for it by ridding yourself of that which is old. And that's a wrap on You Were Born Rich by Bob Proctor. Subscribe to our channel and take a look at the hundreds of book summaries uploaded previously. To find hundreds of written book summaries, check out our website, bestbookbits.com. And for hundreds of audio podcast summaries, find us on mixcloud.com forward slash bestbookbits. Like and share if you got something from this summary and comment on what one thing you got from this summary. Thanks for watching and have yourself an amazing day.